Hello and welcome to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. I'm Beck and I'm Amy and we're your hosts, creators of the Cultivate Beauty blog and the Get Glowing online course. We believe that beauty starts with inner health, the kinds of foods we put into our bodies as well as our mindset and daily habits. On this podcast, we're here to chat with you about natural health, well-being, lifestyle and everything in between. And now on to today's episode. Welcome back to the Cultivate Health and Beauty podcast. Today we have an extra member here with us. So it's me, Beck, and little Gabe. Yes, yeah, so it's been quite a while since our <laughs> last podcast episode. So if you didn't know, I have now got a nine-week-old uh, little bubba. Uh, he's nine weeks today. Mm. The time goes so quickly, though. I, know. Like, I feel like it wasn't that long since we did a podcast, but like... It must have been a few months. Then. Yeah, no, I'm like, well, it's been a few months. So he's currently strapped onto me in one of the many baby carriers that I own uh, because he loves to be carried, have different options. And he is completely KO'd right now. Yeah, he always falls asleep in the carrier, so that's good. And it's a bit of a hot day, so I kind of, I wish that he would sleep somewhere else right now, but (laughs) he's like stuck to me with sweat (laughs) and he's completely content, but... He's probably going to take a shower after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we'd pop on today and pretty much just do an update episode because a lot of things have changed over the past few months, obviously. So yeah, we thought we'd just fill you guys in on what's been going on, what's been happening. Yep. So we've got no like specific run sheet for how this is going to go, but um, I guess I'll speak to the main thing for me, which has yeah. been having baby Gabriel um, over the last nine weeks, so... I mean, I feel like it's a whole episode in itself, like yeah, describing his birth and all of that. About, yeah. I'm not sure if I'll do that yet, but if you want that story like in a full uncensored podcast yeah. or video, maybe uh, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, Instagram's but, um, a good place to catch us. But basically, uh, I didn't share it on the podcast. Actually, I didn't share it anywhere, but at our 34-week appointment... It was discovered that Gabriel was a breach. So I did just about everything you could ever expect to um, or imagine to try and turn him. Mm. But he did not turn. I mean, everyone says to me, have you tried spinning babies? Mm. It's like, I tried spinning babies. (laughs) I was like upside down for the last six weeks. Yeah, we were doing the ironing board and everything. Yeah, so if any of you listening have ever had a breech baby, you'll know that it's like a full-on operation trying to turn them naturally it's all these exercises that you can do Mm. all this hanging upside down stuff everyone's doing moxibustion so acupuncture yeah and you did that for a while yeah which is like burning this cigar type (laughs) thing right next to your little toe next to your little toe so the house always smelled like marijuana or something i know and then there's like the chiropractic webster technique putting frozen peas on the top of the belly like everything like i did everything and he did not turn so stubborn um, I didn't try an ECV, which is uh, the external cephalic version. Mm. She can have done at the hospital. I didn't go for that uh, because my fluid was a bit low yeah. and they didn't recommend it. So that was the only thing I didn't try. But anyway, he didn't turn. The whole plans for the birth had to change uh, naturally because uh, a breech delivery is considered more risky and mm. practitioners or you know midwives and obstetricians, they're not very well trained for breach delivery if at all these Mm. days so 
became like a bit stressful, a bit of a scramble. Well, found that was like a whole learning curve, that I whole know. process, just trying to figure out if you're going to do. Like, yeah. Can you have a home birth anymore? Does it? Yeah. Because I was planning a home birth. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast because home originally, birth or birth. I, yeah, originally I was going to go to the birth center, but then I became so confident with my midwife and my antenatal group that home birth was an option that hmm. we decided. Uh, my husband and I to start planning for a home birth so this was all like happening all the plans were going down we were going to get the pool yeah like shortly after the 34 week appointment where everything kind of turned to crap (laughs) a little bit um all the plans you know obviously Gabriel had different plans he wanted to come bum first (laughs) and there was nothing that's going to stop him so (laughs) yeah so the plans for a home birth got pushed aside and then we had to bring in an obstetrician, find someone who was willing to support a vaginal breech delivery, which it's took tricky. a while to even decide whether or not I wanted to try for that. Mm. Um, they were surprisingly supportive they though, at the were, hospital they because were. I thought that it would be a definite like. Yeah, he, with... I know, he, and he was um, an ideal breech because mm. he was a, a frank breech, which means that their legs are like right up with their face it's like a pike position seems really uncomfortable but anyway (laughs) uh, so planned for that did a trial of labor and labored for 18 hours and then everyone gets a bit nervous after a while with Mm. a breech delivery they want it to go really quick and go really super seamless Um, so once it started to take a bit longer than expected even though he was completely fine um, mm-hmm. you know he wasn't distressed or anything we went in and had a cesarean so that was like quite different from my home birth plan <laughs> yeah well the whole thing was really a exercise in like letting go of control I know because there's just all these factors that come into play and there's nothing that you can really I know so Amy and I were just talking about this before uh, we turned on the mic for this podcast yeah it's just like quite a crazy experience because uh, all the girls that were in my antenatal Mm. group uh, they all had home water births they planned for that and that's what they got yeah and I feel like I just had this complete like just crazy it wasn't even like I tried for a home water birth and it ended in a cesarean it was like six weeks of hanging upside down Mm. (laughs) going to appointments spending money with acupuncture and caro and and Really doing everything just that doing was like within so your control. many things, but you know, at the end of pregnancy, you're expecting to be like really relaxed and like putting mm. your feet up and you know, not like madly trying to figure out who can support you in a uh, breech delivery and how to turn the baby and and in some ways, even though the midwife was really great, when that happened, it's kind of like they drop you a little bit. It's yeah. like, well, I can't help anymore. It was even though they're still there in a supportive role. I felt like I was sort of like kicked out of the birth club. It was like, oh, well, and you're a little bit ostracized by like the natural birth community. community. It's like, oh, well, that's Mm. like the not so good way to have a baby. So I know. So you know, and I had not planned much. Well, I hadn't planned in my mind how I would deal with the cesarean because I wasn't having one as far Mm. as I was concerned. You know, like yeah, I'd done all the research. I'd done all the work. I'd I knew all the spinning baby stuff even mm. before he was breached. Like I knew 
how to sit right when I was watching TV. I knew what exercises, all these things to like ensure optimal positioning, optimal birthing, all of this stuff. So, yeah, when it kind of like didn't work <laughs> out despite best efforts, it was kind of oh, a bit of a shocker. But um, yeah, so I was talking to Amy about like, how do you kind of reconcile that when hmm, there's like so many different ways yeah, that you it's can like think everyone, about it. like the kind of group of people that I was a part of, you know, we all believed in natural birth and I kind of feel like everyone that I knew in that group got exactly what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got like the complete opposite. Yeah. And like, but for like at least six weeks, like six weeks of madly researching how to spin him. And then once I'd given up on spinning him, like madly trying to figure out how to deliver him bum first. Yeah. And then, and then 18 hours of labor (laughs) and then a cesarean, but whatever. Yeah. Because honestly, it's, it's still like sucky and I'm not. 100% 100% sure what to take from it other than you can't control situations. Yeah. Um, but it was still a beautiful experience though. It was still like an exciting day. Because I feel like a lot of the time it's like if you didn't have the optimal experience of the water birth, it's almost like, well, we'll just sweep it under the rug then because it wasn't yeah, perfect. I kind of feel like, oh, well, I don't have a birth story somehow. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't like, well, it would like not be termed like a positive birth experience because no one wants to like I don't know at least in the natural in the natural world everyone wants to read about like quote-unquote success birth stories Mm. (laughs) may have just heard him (laughs) he's so contently asleep (laughs) wait an eye opened (laughs) Uh Um, yeah so it kind of feels like yeah, unless you have, like, that perfect birth, you kind of don't have a birth story. and Or if you do, it's, like, a story of trauma and mm. depression, which, like, I totally don't have. Um, mm. I feel like I gave it my absolute best shot, and I'm glad that I went into labour naturally because I know that there are benefits to that, and I, I think I experienced benefits too because breastfeeding has been good like Mm. I haven't had problems with my milk supply coming in or anything like that um and yeah babies are exposed to um, good hormones when you Mm. go into labor naturally and and they do they're sort of primed for they did do the swab as well didn't they with your caesar yeah yeah so that's a good tip if you are looking at a c-section um ask your nurse or your midwife or whoever's looking after you to do a vaginal swab of the baby so that Mm. he can still get some of the benefits of that healthy yeah flora and um it's kind of like a it depends I guess on the hospital that you're at Mm. but it can be a little bit of a covert operation yeah (laughs) so it's best to really like tell your caregivers how important it is to you beforehand Mm. because you know you might get a nurse or midwife or someone on the day in theatre who doesn't care or thinks that it's weird hippie stuff Mm. (laughs) you kind of really like especially at that time you probably don't really have the energy to be advocating for yourself fully so you need someone else there that's going to yeah so yeah whether it's your partner or if you have a private midwife like I did make it crystal clear to them that if it ends in a cesarean that that's what you want yeah so yeah he did at least have that and um labor started naturally had contractions and all of that so 
Yeah, and it was, like, an exciting day. <laughs> I've got to say, like, on the one hand, like, having a home birth, it's, like, very peaceful. You're, like, at home. Yeah. Afterwards, you're in your own bed. But there's something to be said about, like, the pandemonium that was his birth. It was quite exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> it was, like, going to the hospital and trying and then... My husband shed a tear with the needle um, for the <laughs> cesarean, and then yeah. um, and then he was then he was born, and you know being in hospital for it was only a couple of days, mm. but you get waited on hand and foot. Yeah, and all the staff were really lovely. Like I couldn't fault anyone. Like the Caesar was quick, and everyone was really yeah like cheerful and happy. Like it felt. Yeah, it wasn't like a Fine. nasty experience where no. people were like no. <laughs> traumatizing you. No, no, it was good. And it was at least, you know, when you have a cesarean, you get a lot of attention. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't look after the baby. James will have to change the nappy. Yeah. And, you know, people coming in to check on you and make sure that you've had enough to eat and drink and you're feeling good. And Yeah. Yeah. So we'll now have a healthy... Because you cold. Yeah, because then you get home and like no one You're like, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah. It's like this is your life now. See you later. It's like, can I go back to the place where everyone was waiting on me hand and foot? And I didn't... people were preparing my meals and Yeah, and changing the baby's nappy for me. Um But um yeah, and the recovery was easy to be honest. I didn't have any issues. They obviously did a good job, so yeah, didn't turn out as planned. I guess life is just a bit unpredictable at times. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what else to take from <laughs> it. Like, yeah, and I guess that's part of being a parent too, is letting go of what you want because you can start out with all these standards and mm. how you want your kid to like be. And you know, obviously, you can't make a child be someone that they're not. You're just sort of helping them develop mm. into who they are yeah. meant to be. So it's kind of like a lesson in just anything goes. Yeah. And for anybody who's interested, so he's a Leo. Yes. He's a Leo sun. I think he's a Cancer moon. Yeah. I don't, I think it might be an Aries rising. Or he's something. an Aries rising. Yeah. So he's got a lot of fire signs. Fire flames. So we're expecting like a very charismatic baby here, but yeah. you know, we've got oh, the little... Also, yeah, he was born on the 8th of August. Which yeah, is... which is creepy. Yeah, so the 8th of the 8th, 2018. Yeah. Like, that's just so weird. And know. I'm the 4th of the 4th, and my husband is the 5th of the 5th, which is also weird. It's like he was meant to be... So you just need to, like, fill in 6th of the 6th now and 7th of the 7th. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so easy to remember. I know. And, um, yeah, I think, like, 8th of the 8th, 2018 is extra special. Yeah. And I was really hoping, like, for the whole pregnancy that he would be born a Leo. Yeah. Because he was on the cusp between, like, a Cancer or a Leo, which are, like, two polar opposites. Mm. Well, his due date was the 4th of August, which is fully a Leo. Mm. But I had somebody, a midwife, say to me when I was 36 weeks that I looked like the kind of woman that was going to give birth early. You're like, no, no. She was like, no, no, look at how you're carrying, how your belly feels. This baby's coming, like anytime he's gonna be a cancer baby all of this and I mean I'm sure you would be fine with it either I know way, I know like... <laughs> but like a part of my heart is like no I want a Leo baby because I'm an Aries with a Leo moon really I didn't even know you had a yeah. Leo so I'm from... like a double fire 
sign and I kind of just wanted like some solidarity like like another team member <laughs> another team member <laughs> because James my husband is a Taurus and he's like the most typical sorry guys if you're not into astrology yeah. <laughs> we've just been like full astrology but James is a Taurus and he's the most typical Taurus that you could ever meet like yeah. he is conservative mm. he is dependable he's mm. like Everything that you would expect. He likes comfort. He He likes likes comfort comfort and luxury. And security. Security. Yeah, he's just like a solid person. (laughs) Like his emotions are just like solid. Like he wakes up happy, but not like super happy. Just Just content enough. Just content and fairly happy. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll make him sound not happy. But he wakes up in a good mood and it just sort of stays the same. But it's not like overly happy. It's just... Stable. Stable. <laughs> it's like he doesn't tend to be like overjoyed to the extreme yeah. or like upset to the extreme. He's usually like fairly stable, mm. which is why it was like fairly rare for him to cry when I got the big needle for the yeah. <laughs> Like he generally doesn't reach that height of emotion. Yeah. He's not an emotional person. He's just. No, he tends to worry. Still- Okay. He tends to worry, and that's to do with his security thing, you know? <laughs> like, he needs to feel secure. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, like, I'm usually the unchained one. You're a bit more erratic. Yeah. A bit more prone to high ups and <laughs> low lows. Well, I don't really have super low lows, yeah. but anyway, I'm a bit more up and down, which I think is pretty normal for women, too. Yeah, like, generally, so. the dynamic between, like, men and women. So, Yeah. I mean, like an example is when I got my positive pregnancy test, mm. like way back. I was really excited, naturally. And like when I told James, I was really excited. And after like 10 minutes, he asked me to put the test away. It's <laughs> like, put that away. Stop um, thinking about it. Stop thinking <laughs> about it. I'm like, but I'm really excited. And he said, I know, but I'm worried that if something happens, you're going to be disappointed. So I don't want to get too excited. Like, I don't want you to get so excited that you're going to get upset. He's like already looking to like... I know. And I said to him, like, look, I'm going to get really excited. And if it doesn't work out, I'm going to get really sad. And I'm fine with that. Like, like, that's, just, that's just how I roll. Like I'm but just gonna have to the like up and the down. Risks and like... Yeah, I'm going to have the up and I'm going to have the down. Whereas he would just try and manage things so that it's just smooth. he doesn't want to get too excited he just wants a small amount of excitement <laughs> so that he protects against disappointment yeah sweetie <laughs> so anyway so i was hoping that we'd get a leo so that we could like both be so now you're gonna like both together. bang up on james is that the idea <laughs> exactly anyway so yeah, so this little guy's a Leo. He's right smack bang in the middle too. Yeah, and you said eighth. he had something like, I can't remember what you're saying, it's like Lion's Gate or something. Like 8th of the 8th is like a special day I know, in astrology. something about a larger star being closer to Earth and more energy coming through. I don't know. <laughs> Apologies again if you guys are not interested in astrology, but we do find it all quite interesting. Mm. It's like a side hobby. I know. And like at this point in time, I can say that he's very willful. Yeah. Like, he don't like what he don't like. Mm. And I have met friends with their babies and they're, like, very chill compared to Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing really well, though. He's growing a Mm. lot. So I have thankfully been able to exclusively breastfeed him and 
I mean, that first month was quite mm. painful and Challenging. difficult, but I was just determined to make it happen. To make it happen. I didn't really, I didn't really think too much about any other option. So <clears throat> we just kept going until one day it started to get mm. easier. And I had heard so many times that it gets easier, so I wasn't too worried. Except, yeah, it was painful sometimes. Yeah. But um, no, but it's been successful. So. I don't really know how, but he se- he tends to put on, like, almost half a kilo a week. Yeah, he's a long baby, and he's not chubby. So, like, wherever this weight is going, I think it's into, like, bone density. <laughs> like, know. it's – he's not – he's got no chub, like. He's got no chub at all, but you could think he was, like, a skinny baby and there's something, like, he's not gaining. But he's gaining. He's gaining, like – He's, like, in the top percentile. He's gaining between, like, 300 and 500 grams a week. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that's happening, and I hope that he slows down a bit soon. Otherwise, he'll be, like, a full-grown man by the end of this year. Yeah, I mean, like, people that are, obviously, if they're listening to this, they've never seen you before mm. in person, but Beck is very tall. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, how tall are you? 5'11"? Uh, yeah, 5'11", and James six, is 6'6". So, like... so, he's very tall. So, we have, like, genetics here for a tall child. Yeah. So, he's nine weeks old, and he is almost... Seven kilos and he is 63 centimeters long if any of you guys have young babies that will mean something to you if you don't that will mean nothing to you it just means that he is when a you're long a parent baby you're always like learning about what yeah the weights are and everything but yeah um so i think that his height and weight like places him in like the i think his weight is not super high but it's still in like the 90 something maybe percentile mm. but his height is like over the 99th percentile yeah <laughs> he's just very long but he's like a slim gym like he's not he um, might just be going through a growth spurt at the moment though maybe it'll slow down and yeah we'll see what happens he might he'll probably chunk out at some point yeah he could do with a little chub he could <laughs> but um yeah so he's long and sort of lean baby with very big hands and very big feet <laughs> and he's a cutie yeah and, yeah, he's very willful. He doesn't like to go in the pram. He doesn't like the car seat. He doesn't like being put down. And he's getting so heavy yeah, that carrying him all day can sometimes be a bit tiring. But that's why I love all the wraps and everything. Like, cannot recommend enough the soft wrap for yeah, newborns. That's wrap. the best. Um, I mean, some babies love the pram or yeah. he loves he being loves on you. He loves the wrap. You gotta be on me. Can't be near me. Can't be, be a little seeing koala. me. Gotta be on me. <laughs> um, and it's getting a bit hot these days, but um, oh well. Yeah, he's very very cute. Mm, I mean, if you want to see what he looks like, because if you're just a podcast listener, you might not already be aware that we have a YouTube channel. So you can jump on over there if you want to see little Gabriel. We've just put up a vlog this week, actually, mm. so it's where mm. he is. Or you can jump on over to Instagram. There's a few pics over there. Yeah. It's kind of, like, slightly sad how quickly he's growing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, highly interesting to me. <laughs> because I'm, like, I just really can't wait to see how tall he'll be, like, once he's two years mm. old or once he's, like, going to primary school. Like, what? what have we created (laughs) and it's like i don't think you quite get it until you have a baby like a concept of what each age looks like yeah like like if i look at a a kid i'm like it's a baby i'm just not sure how old they are but now like that you've seen gabriel and i 
obviously have a baby, mm. I noticed babies that are about the same size as him. But they're, but like, they're, older. They're acting like much older babies. Like, he's just yeah. over two months and they'll be sort of sitting up on their mm. own or interacting in a way with their parents that I can tell that this is a much older baby, but they're small. Mm. Wasn't going to be a very tall mm. toddler, that's all I can say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be very interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll probably be doing more podcasts on topics of pregnancy, infants, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever you guys want to hear about, really. Mm. It's a whole new world. I know. <laughs> I could, I could literally do a whole thing about turning breech babies too. It's like yeah, it didn't true. work for me, but because that's almost like, do you feel like that's what you were looking for when you were in that stage? Like just someone who just lays yeah. it all out. I have like a degree in turning breech babies now. I swear, <laughs> it's like I know everything about everything. Yeah. Being At the end of the day, it doesn't um, mean that it's gonna work. Because um, there's a lot of factors that can play into it i mean for you you had the low fluid as well so it was yeah i didn't mention that so my amniotic fluid was inexplicably a bit low Mm. not too bad but yeah i think that definitely contributed and obviously he's a very long baby Mm. and i was carrying him like like a basketball yeah even like right because you saw the craniosacral therapist another therapist that you saw yeah (laughs) And yeah, she was looking at even like, yeah, the way you were carrying him and that how that might be contributing to it. And yeah. Also, I should hips mention... Hips and everything. Oh, yeah. I should mention that breech babies run in our family. So yeah. my dad... This is all like unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Um, these are facts that have surfaced after we discovered um, Gabriel's breech. But my dad is like one of... Um, I don't think all of his siblings, I think three of the four siblings were born mm. breech. And then my auntie, so my dad's sister, had a breech baby, her first baby. Mm. And then I was a breech baby. So it's just like popping up everywhere <gasps> in our family. And I mean, I don't remember what's the percentage. It's like 3%. It's like very low percentage of people have breech babies, but like out of our family population, like... There's a lot. I feel like it's like, we're not like large, 80%. So. We're not a large family. So to have that yeah. many, it's like, there's something else at play there. Yeah. So I think genetic factors definitely kind of predispose me to it because to be honest, like him being completely bum down like I don't even want to say the wrong way around because I think it's kind of the wrong way like with our society like I don't think it's actually incorrect to come bum first like it it happens it's Mm. just like the way that obstetricians and midwives etc are trained Mm. to deliver babies like the correct position is head down it's just like not as common to be bummed down yeah well, it's like a lost art I just, in delivering them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so I just... It didn't even cross my mind that he could be breached. Like, mm. Hadn't really been. Because when you talk, like, optimal positioning for a baby, like all the spinning baby stuff that you can do, that's, like, the online website, spinningbabies.com. Mm. You know, they're talking about how to get your baby into, like, the correct, like, most favourable head-down position. Yeah. Like, which way the back is going to lie like you want your baby to be left occiput or occiput what do they call it left occiput anterior so you want like the baby to be head down with their back towards Mm -hmm. the left and their back like more towards your front rather than like back to back yeah 
So, like, here I am doing all these things expecting, like, to try and make sure that that's the case because you don't want them being, like, back-to-back and then you have what they call back labour, which is very painful. Yeah, I'm, like, trying all these things to make sure he's, like, correct head down. Yeah. Didn't even occur to me that he could be bum down. Like, nah. Like, what the what? (laughs) Like, not even in the, like, even close to the region of, like... Just completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah, just completely, like, not to the script. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, that's chose how he wanted to be. I know. And to be honest, I think if I hadn't have had to go to the hospital and have as much monitoring as I did, I just feel like I would have had him naturally because I progressed very quickly at home. Like it all started naturally. My water mm-hmm. broke in the middle of the night. I was at eight centimeters by you know the mid morning. Got to the hospital and honestly, just everything kind of went to a standstill. Yeah. Which is common even for head down labour where it's heavily managed. and. But because he's breech, it's just like they're extra careful. Mm. So if it's going on too long, it, you know, yeah. if maybe in a standard birth where everything yeah. was correct, they well, would have let it keep go. going. But oh, they do. Like yeah. I met somebody the other day who laboured for like 40 hours. Yeah. The whole time in the hospital and had a head down baby delivered yeah, naturally just, like yeah. but you, when you have a breach it's just they don't want you to carry on for very long having said that I was exhausted by 18 hours and there was so yeah. many people poking and prodding me that I just knew it wasn't gonna she probably wasn't helping like you just know it just gonna, wasn't gonna and they're changing over the staff yeah mm. then you have like some man come in Oh, I had this horrible man like... come in. I should probably do like a full birth story. <laughs> <laughs> Even though India. apparently, you know, it's not a story unless it's a home water birth. But, you know, I think it's quite like an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> Could be its whole episode. So let us know if that's something that you guys want to hear. Probably do that at some stage. Yep. So in other news. Oh, yes. In other news, we had mentioned briefly before that I qualified as a naturopath fairly recently so since then I've actually opened a naturopathy practice uh, here in Brisbane so any of you guys that are from Brisbane if you want support with a specific health condition um, one-on-one that's something that you can reach out and book in if you're interested for anyone that doesn't know what naturopathy is um, it's basically a combination of nutrition and herbalism so we look at different natural approaches to different health conditions I think I'll probably do a more in-depth episode about exactly what naturopathy is um, because if you haven't heard of it before, it's kind of a bit new. But yeah, so that's something that I've been doing over the past, I think I started in September. So it's been about a month now. Um, So I'm just doing two days a week in Brisbane and then I'm also doing Skype consultations. So Skype consults are available just within Australia. So not doing internationally at the moment so no matter where you are in Australia you can also book in and we can do that over Skype so yeah your website oh yes website so all of the details are up on our blog so www.cultivatebeauty.com.au so I think it's just under a tab that's like naturopathy Um, so you can find all of the details there and how you can book so you can just send me an email give me a call but yeah that's where all the deets are yeah, so it's been very eventful. Yeah, I feel like I've kind of like fallen off the grid. And <laughs> meanwhile, Amy's like ramping up with all of the stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I'd I'd help, but I 
don't know difficult. what day it is. <laughs> Got your hands even the full. other day, I didn't even realise it was October. I know, it goes so quickly. <laughs> I thought it was like a completely different date and like month. <laughs> like, and then I accepted that it was October. Yeah. But I thought it was like the first. And then Jane yeah, was know, like, it's, it's like the 10th like or something. But even I'm not keeping up with the dates, so life gets busy. Lose track of time. But yeah. yeah, so those are the main things that we really wanted to update you guys on in this episode. And yeah, we'll probably be doing a few more episodes. Let us know what you guys want to hear on the podcast. And you can find us in all of our other places. So we're on YouTube as Cultivate Beauty. We have our blog, cultivatebeauty.com.au. If you want to see pictures of Gabriel, he's up on Instagram. Yep. And also lots of details for Amy's naturopathy is over yeah. on Instagram. You do so a lot of Q&As too. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of Q&As lately. On so stories. Yeah, so that's been fun, just connecting with you guys in that way. Um, so on Instagram, we are cultivate underscore beauty. So now you have all of the different links. You can find us everywhere. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you want any more details on like all the different subjects to do with babies <laughs> send your requests via probably instagram is the best i feel like it's the easiest way yeah. yeah i'm like getting a more of a handle on things now that he's a couple of months old like mm. in the first you know month and month and a half getting a handle on breastfeeding and feeding him on demand was quite like time consuming mm. and like a really big learning curve so i was like completely swamped not swamped but like completely devoted to that put it that way yeah so now i'm like a like semi (laughs) (laughs) easing semi more functional yeah (laughs) maybe able to sit down and do a video at some point yeah (laughs) and as always if you have uh, a review for our podcast yeah we did we did see that someone did leave a review so whoever that was very very thankful for you because it's so exciting actually when i just saw i was like Oh my god, somebody wrote something. I know, because it's not so challenging to get a star review, but like yeah. to get someone who took the time to write out a review, especially when it's a little bit of a it's a bit of a painful process yeah, with logging in and everything. Yeah. Um it's like you log in and then if your nickname is the same as someone else, it doesn't work. Anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah. Just know that when you write a re- written review, I get a little bit excited. Like yeah. when I see it, I'm like, like we yes. definitely notice. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay. Well, we'll talk to you guys in our next episode. But until then, bye. Bye.